but it will get better eventually. I'm not a politician. Amen. <laughs> because the country is messed up. People don't have Christ in their lives that are leading this country. They don't have Jesus. They believe in demons. That's why the country is all mixed up into the dark. The country, God revealed to me in 2007. 2007, that's when I first flew into this country. The Lord gave me a revelation and told me the revival that's going to spread Africa is coming from Cape Town. And the men of God that I was speaking to at that time, I told them revival is hitting the, the continent, but from Cape Town. And I saw the light shone from Cape Town, from the tip of Africa, up into Cairo. But you know what? Leaders of the country can hinder the hand of God from flowing into the continent. Amen. We need him to govern with the president of the Republic of South Africa and all the governments of Africa. In the countries of Africa, Africa has got men and women of fun, but the leaders. Amen. Hallelujah. God have mercy. Lord have mercy. But as for you, my friend, desire to know Him. Because even your house is another government. If your house doesn't have him, then you're going to be like, Mr. Abraham. Amen. Amen. Let your government have him. Revival can hit the nation right from your heart. So desire to know him. Tap into him. Then you revolutionize your family first. And then your neighborhood. When the fire sparks, then the whole region will spark with the fire of the Holy Ghost. And then the whole country. Actually, we need also to see ourselves as people to blame. The church of Christ. What have we done? Amen. We need him and defend him so good. Amen. Number two. Power of his resurrection. Power of his resurrection. Why did Paul want to know the power of the resurrection of Jesus? Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. Are you following me? Are you sure? Are you really sure? Alright. Matthew chapter 28 and verse number 18. Bible says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given unto me, both in heaven and also on the earth. Verse 19, it says, Therefore go into the whole world. When Jesus came out of the grave, the first message he preached is in Matthew 28, verse number 18. The first message. He said, All power and all authority has been given unto me, both in heaven but also on the earth. And he was preaching to his disciples. Amen. Hallelujah. 
And I, 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 I can imagine Christ Jesus telling the disciples that all this power has been given unto me. All this authority has been given unto me. But good news is, I'm going back to the power source. So I don't, this, I don't need this. You, you, you understand me? Do you, do you understand me? Jesus is sitting with the disciples. When he comes out of the grave, he begins to preach. And the only message he preached that day, he told them a simple message. All power and all authority has been given unto me. Both in the heaven and also on the earth. If you want to command things in the heaven, but also command things on earth, this power I got. And you know what? I'm going back to the Father. I'm going back to the power source. I don't need to go back with this. So please download from me. Free this. Free download from me. If you want to revolutionize your communities and the nations around you and the nations ahead of you, download from me. I'm going back to the power source. The one that I'm going to is my father who gave me this authority and this power. So I don't need to go back with it. I don't need to go back with this authority. I don't need to go back with this anointing. You need it more than I need this. Take it. Are you ready to receive that? Jesus is going back to the power source. The one who gives the supernatural power sees that it comes with it. It belongs to us. Are you ready to tap into that? Amen. Hallelujah. So, power of his resurrection taps us into the supernatural authority to command the things in heaven but also things on the earth. When you tap into the resurrection anointing of God, of Jesus Christ, you can be able to command the things in heaven, but also command the things on the earth. Hallelujah! When you tap into the resurrection power of Christ, you tap into the supernatural authority to command the things in heaven but also on the earth. Do you know that the angels are supposed to serve us? There will be a crisis and you need ministering angels to minister to you because you have the authority and the power to command things in heaven but also on the earth. You can say, hey, angel my, come on over. And then pause as the son and the daughter of the Most High God. If you feel angel Mike is not in the age, only, only angel Mike, come ten of you. Do you understand? And then you pose like a child of the Most High King. And if you think there are ten, ten angels are not enough, you wait, wait a minute, a thousand angels. You command them to come because you are operating 
in the supernatural authority and the power. Jesus jumps out of the grave. He said, all authority and all power has been given to me, both in heaven, but also on the earth. Who is here on the earth? You and me. Let's tap into that supernatural power. Let's tap into that supernatural authority to command things in heaven, but also on the earth. We are not just boys and girls here on earth. We are champions. Bible declares we are world dominators. We, the Christians, born again, spirit of field, we dominate the earth. We dominate the, the, the agendas of the world. We speak things, and those things must happen, and they must take place in Christ Jesus' mighty name. Let us tap into that power, that supernatural authority. Hallelujah! Jesus gave that power to us, free of charge. Command. Feel that authority, that dominion, and command. Whatever you command, things come to pass. Hallelujah! So, power of his resurrection ushers us into the supernatural authority to command the things in heaven, but also on the earth. That's what Paul was passionate about. He wanted to know him Number two, power of his resurrection. Amen. Why did he want to know the power of his resurrection? Suddenly taps into that great supernatural authority to command the things here on earth, but also in heaven. You can that power. You can have that power. You can have that authority. Do you desire it anyway? Do you really need it? You don't need it, right? You don't need it. Do you? Are you sure? Are you sure you need it? You don't look at people that need it. No. If I broke a whole piece of gospel here on the platform, and I asked a simple question, guys, who wanna share with me? The platform is gonna be too small for a piece of gas. Or a chicken roll. Amen. Hallelujah. This authority we need, I need it, I really need it. I am desperately for this anointing, this authority. I don't want to feed people with things that don't make sense. No. I want to feed the children of God with the things of value. Value. Desire to know Christ. Desire to know Him. Tap into Him. You roll like a generator. Powers of darkness will never touch you. Because you are full of him. I don't want to come with the magic that buy this blessing water, this blessed water. Where is it written in the Bible? 
chlorine anyway. That you must sell the bottles of water, blessed water, blessed water. Where is it written? You need to know when they, people tell you things, even when you watch TV, people talk all that nonsense. Ask yourself, where is it written in the Bible? Don't just believe things that are that that are, that that is not in the word of God. Desire to know him. That is in the word. When you're going to pray as a father, I desire to know you for sure. I need you, God, more than anything, mighty God. When you know him, let me tell you something. When you know him, you relate with him. You fall in love with him. He takes you from this level to another dimension. A higher dimension. And then he begins to whisper to you on a friendly tongue. And he tells you, my boy, my God, out of your bed shall flow rivers of living water. Before you know him, you can never be friends. You first get to know him. Then he becomes your friend. And then he begins to speak to you. Face to face. his best friends and he tells you from now out of your bed rivers of living water shall flow Hallelujah. do you know there are a lot of people that are dying of thirst because of you do you know there are people that are dying of hunger because of you you've not known the Lord you've not befriended the Lord you are not with the Lord. So, before you come to that level of knowledge of Him, He can never take you to this dimension where He speaks to you that now, out of your bed shall flow the rivers of living water. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. Living waters begin to flow. They begin with you. They run to your husband. And then they run to your kids. And then they ran to your neighbors. Do you know how many fights take place by your neighborhood? It's because the rivers are not flowing in those houses. And those rivers are supposed to flow out of you. Do you understand? Do you really understand? The neighborhood is in a catastrophic situation. There is a chaos by the neighbors. Why? No rivers flowing there. And these rivers are supposed to flow from who? Who? From me and you. So we are to blame if there is chaos by the neighborhood. There is wars by the neighborhood. Rivers are not flowing out of us to go down and touch their lives. We need to tap into knowledge of Christ. We need to tap into the power of his resurrection. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Number three, fellowship of his suffering. What do we benefit from the fellowship in, in his suffering? Turn with you to the book of Luke, chapter 23. Luke, the book, according to the gospel of Luke, 
chapter 23. And verse number 26. Luke 23, 26. 23, 26. The Bible says, Now as they led him away, they laid hold of a certain man, Simon the Assyrian, the Cyrenian, who was coming from the country, and on him they laid the cross, that he might bear it after Jesus. Now this man was a foreigner. Simon the Cyrenian was coming from a foreign country, probably Africa. Amen? He was coming from another country. He was a foreigner in Israel. Now, because he desired to know Christ, he fellowshiped in Israel, so they led him to carry the cross. But anyways, let's go forward. 27. The Bible says, And a great multitude followed him, and the women also were mourning and lamenting him. They were fellowshipping in his suffering. Jesus carrying the cross, it was really heavy. Remember, he was beaten to the extent that he had no power, no energy in the body. He was carrying the cross. Many times he stumbled and fell down. And then they whipped him even more. And he got up with a cross on his back. And he walked the journey of Calvary, The journey of the cross. With a heavy cross. He was suffering because of me and you. He was suffering from, for our iniquities and our sins. Carrying a heavy cross on his back. And then the Bible says, multitude were following him. But out of the multitude that was following him, the ladies, the women, Bible says, they were mourning him. They were crying and fellowshipping in his suffering. As he was suffering, these women were crying and mourning with him. They were fellowshipping, busy fellowshipping. In his suffering. And then when Jesus turned around. What these women fellowshipping. In his suffering. He spoke a word. That's what is most important. He spoke a word today. He spoke a word. Many times you've desired. Lord will you ever speak a word to me? Lord will I ever hear a word that comes out of your mouth? Lord, will I ever hear you speak? But you had fellowship. You never show up in me with services. The apostles say we have a home, a, a, a house church somewhere, maybe a home sale or revival or fasting and praying for the church. We pray for this. You are the first person to dodge. But you need a word from Christ. Tell me for goodness sake, how, where is he going to find you to speak a word to you? He only speaks a word to people that fellowship with him. The women fellowshiped with him and then he turned around and spoke a word. You will never have the word out of the mouth of Christ if you don't fellowship with him. Forget about the word that proceeds from his mouth if you hate fellowship. 
Today, people love swallowship more than fellowship. You meet them in their house. If the pastor should call for swallowship, the church is going to be full. Because there is a three course meal. Swallowship always brings multitude. Fellowship! The church is always empty. But among these that don't come for fellowship, they all desire miracles. They all desire God. They all desire God to speak to them because they are in a crisis. Christ always speaks when you fellowship with Him. You will always be silent if you don't fellowship with Him. If you don't want to fall in love with Christ, forget about any word from Him. Fall in love with Him. Amen. You know why he asked Peter, Simon Peter, three times? He asked Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter said, yes, master. You know I love you. He asked me the second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And then he said, master, you know that I love you. He asked him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Simon Peter became so upset. Why? Because Jesus knew the type of love that he had for him. Actually, when Jesus asked him a question like that, they had just finished a plate of food. Jesus wanted to know what type of love does Peter have for him. Is it the agape love? Is it the filial love? Or is it the eros love? There are three types of love. Agape love, which is the love of God. The pure love of God. Filial love. You love me because I give you food. You love me because I bless you with money. And you love me because I, you benefit physically from you. Filial. And then there is eros. That is the evil love. Sexual love. Erotic love. Of course, someone better or not, Eros, Jesus. Peter wasn't gay to Eros, Jesus. But he wanted to know, is it Acapella or Philola? And I'm very sure, the first time Jesus asked a question, he asked Simon, son of Jonah, do you agape me? And Simon responded to Jesus and said, Jesus, you know I feel over you. And then he asked him the second question, Simon, son of Jonah, do you agape me? Simon responded, Master, you know that I feel over you. Why does it does Simon Peter get upset at the third question? Jesus tuned the question. And he asked, Simon, son of Jonah, do you feel over me? was upset. <laughs> Simon Peter was upset because he knew now his master knows the type of love that he has for him. He came up upset. 
We need to have the agape love for God. Giving in ourselves for Him. Even without expecting anything. Let's give it all and love Him. Fall in love with Him in the fellowship. This suffering. All in fellowship. In this suffering. Love Him. Show Him that you love Him. Actually, fall in love with God. Fall in love with Jehovah God. Then He will speak a word in your situation. The word that is going to speak to you will come in the form of a sword. The Bible declares the word of God is like a sword. The word of God is like a hammer that crushes the rocks into pieces. The word of God is like a fire that consumes. Hebrews chapter 4 verse number 12. The Bible says the word of God is living. Sharper than any twenty sword. God is one that will speak to you. After fellowshipping in his suffering. Will be like a sword. If you need a sword to bring the giants that have been hindering you down, you need to fellowship with Jesus. When he speaks a word, he'll speak it like a sword. Because that's what you wanted to win your battles. When you fellowship with him, he will speak a word in your life that will be like a sword. If your battle needs fire, fellowship with Christ, he will speak a word that will come in form of fire. Then your enemies will be dispersed because of the fire or the weapon of fire. If you need a hammer to destroy your enemies, fellowship, fall in love with Christ, he will speak a word that will proceed forth like a hammer that will crush your enemies in little bit particles. Do you know why your, your battles are not won? It's because you don't fellowship the suffering of Christ. So Christ cannot speak these words, the word that proceeds from him like a sword, like a hammer, or like fire. Do you understand? Or you fade upon me? <laughs> Are you fade upon me? Do you really understand? You need to fellowship with Christ. There are battles that you've not won. Because Christ has not spoken a word in your situation. Fellowship in his suffering. Then Christ will speak a word. And the word that he speaks will be like a battle axe. Be like a fire. Be like a sword. Will be like a hammer that crushes rocks. Fellowship in his suffering. The last one. Number four. 
understanding is death. My God. Paul was very strategic. He was very, very strategic. And he brought to us this food that we are eating from now. If you are eating like me, then we're going to be giants. Kingdom needs giants. The Church of Christ needs giants. Generations today, they need giants. You can never be a giant if you are not loaded of God. You need more of God to be a giant. You need to be loaded with God to be a champion. Champion take people's failures in order to advance. Dream to be a warrior. Dream to be a champion. Because for you to win battles, you got to be a champion. Amen. You can never be one if you don't have Christ loaded on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. Number four. Point number four out of our verse. What was the verse by them? Sorry? Philippians chapter 3, verse number 10, which says that I may know him. Power of his resurrection. Fellowship of his sons. But also the knowledge of his death. I just want to throw some light on death, the death of Christ. Matthew chapter 27, 11. Turn with them to the book of Matthew chapter 27. And verse number 50. Matthew chapter 27 and verse number 50. Matthew chapter 27. Matthew, the book according to Matthew. The gospel according to Matthew chapter 27 and verse number 50. Are you with me? Okay, it reads. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and he yielded up his spirit. Which means... He died. What are we tackling right now? Death. death of Christ. We want to know what do we benefit from the death of Christ? Amen? What, what, what? Follow with me. Verse 57. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice. Which means he used to cry out with a loud voice. He cried from the time he started walking the journey of Calvary, the journey of the cross. Because of too many beatings, he would cry. But this was a special cry. After the Bible said, and Jesus cried out again. But this cry was of a loud voice. And he yielded up his spirit. Which means he died. 51. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn into two from top to the bottom. And the earth quaked. And the rocks were split. When he died, the Bible declares strange things happened. The curtain of the temple was ripped. From top to the bottom. Why? In the ancient of days, the curtain would, in the 
evil. The high priest would walk to the Holy of Holies to represent issues. People's issues to the Lord. So the high priest would go on behalf of the people. Many times high priests die in the Holy of Holies and the Levites would fear to go take the body out. Because if you go to the Holy of Holies with sin, you die. And so the Levites had a plan. They said, High priest, you are our leader, okay? But we are scared if you die there, then we leave the body there. So they put a chain for this lady, long chain, and a belt. I mean, and a belt, sorry, and a belt. On the other leg is a belt, and on the other leg is a chain. So when he's performing the duties of worship, the bell is ringing, and the chain is moving, the level of the, the high priest is still alive. Then <laughs> performs the duties of worship in the holy bodies, the bell is ringing, and the chain is moving. When the chain stops to move, and the bell stops to ring, the laborers know the high priest is dead. In the holy bodies, then they pull the chain, they take the body out. Only the high priest would represent the children of God to the presence of God in the Holy of Holies. Now, when Christ dies, he tears the curtain. That means if anyone should go to the Holy of Holies, they must go through Christ. Whoever has Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, as their personal Lord and Savior, you have access to the Holy of Holies. You have access to the Holy of Holies. That's why the day the curtain was torn from top to the bottom. Many people had never seen what happens there. It was until the curtain was broken into two pieces from top to the bottom. And so through Jesus, we have access to the Father. It doesn't matter how you are dressed. So long as you have Christ, you have access to the Father. It doesn't matter if you never step your foot in a class to study English or Afrikaans or Germany or French or whatever language there may be. So long as you have Christ, you have access to the Father. So long as you have Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how you are. If you're an orphan, you don't have a father or you don't have a mother. Actually, I grew up with no parents. My mother deserted me when I was two years old. Two years old. Two. I started working for myself when I was five years old. I knew I'm a man when I was five. And I started working on people's farms. And then I got paid to buy my books, to buy my pencils, to buy my paints for school. Five years of age, I was a man working for myself. Amen. And I was buying my clothes five years old. So it doesn't matter if you grew up with parents or you never grew up with parents. So Lord, you got Christ on the inside of you. You have access to the Father. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how your father calls you. Maybe he calls you a tomato. Don't be upset. When you throw tomato on the ground, give it five days, you'll find little tomatoes there. It doesn't matter how you are called. It doesn't matter the nicknames that you got. When you have dinner, you have the access. 
The network is open. You can make a call to the Father anytime. Don't you see MTN lying to people? They have a slogan which says, everywhere you go, they are liars. I've been on MTN with my phone on the plane. I don't have reception. I've been on mountains. There's no reception. MTN, they are liars. It's not everywhere you go. But I want to introduce you to the network that you can love 24-7. Every day, 365 days, seven days a week. That is called HTN, the Heavenly Timing Network. MTN is Money's Timing Network. It's a network that connects man to man. You see, apostles writing his rod, he's asking for a receptor. He's running a receptor in the church. Get connected to the HDA, the heavenly timing network. Because every time you wake up, you make a call. Even when you are in the deep sleep, you'll wake up praying, Lika, pray, Maka, Because the lives are open, you are connected to the HDA, the heavenly timing network, the network that connects between you and the heavens. There is a man, young man, that sang a song, knock, 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 knock on the heavens door. <laughs> oh my God. Praise the name of Jesus. You can knock on the heavens door every time in prayer. Because you are connected in praise the Lord. You are connected. You are connected through Jesus Christ. You are connected. When Christ died, the curtain of the temple was torn into two. From top to the bottom. So that we get linked up to the new network. HTN. We have direct communication with the Father. We no longer through a man. We no longer go through a man. We no longer go through any human. You know the Catholic priests? They lie to people. Then every time they, they, the priest hides on the other side, and then the believers hide on the this side, and then they begin talking through the curtain. Woo! Lord have mercy. <laughs> Let's pray that the rivers of living water will flow right through us to our neighborhood. They need to know Christ. They need to tap. Everybody needs to tap into Christ so that they have direct contact with the Lord. Yes, I can intercede to the Lord for you. Pray for you that you may be healed of AIDS, you may be healed of cancer, you may be healed of diabetes because God has anointed a few to work miracles. God has anointed a few to do certain giftings. But only gifts. They are not they are not your access to God. Amen. Amen. When he died, the Bible said, actually, geography explains this better. It said, the earthquake, foundations of the mountains, the rocks were split. What type of power was that? You know. Christ, goodness, mercy.
emergency, mountains begin to rock. Roots begin to shift. Foundations of the mountains begin to tremble. Only at the death of Jesus? What a transfiguration that transforms death to power. When he died, Eclipse explains better, but the sun also stood still. What kind of man is this? Jesus, the son of the living God. Let me read you something that's going to shock you. When he died, verse number 52, and the graves were opened. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. There is another strange thing that happened to the body that came back to life. Verse number 53. And coming out of the grave after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When he died, it's so amazing. Dead, power of his death, feasted the graves. Those that died in the world, they came back to life. White people are still there. James, we buried you last year. What's happening? <laughs> I'm also here. And what's amazing, there are people that died from Kyalicha, people that died in Tafferson, people that died in Menemba, people that died in Beacon Valley, people that died in East Street. I'm talking about these big places that when you talk about a place, oh, Beacon Valley, oh, oh, Tafferson. You know, when you mention something, people want to. Wait a, is, is that so? You come from there. People that died, regardless of where they come from, Bible says they appeared on the holy streets in that city. They began to walk on the streets of the city. When they came back to life, glory to God, death of Jesus means the resurrection. The death of Jesus means the resurrection. Meaning if we tap into the death of Christ, whatever died in our lives, whatever died in our families, whatever died in our communities, whatever died in our society, whatever died in our lives will come back to life. Resurrection takes place. There is power in Jesus Christ. I want to know the man such as Jesus. Because even the demons know, the spirits of death know, they can never stand the power. Power of Jesus. Goodness. Mercy.
Jesus has performed a miracle for you. But the people don't even come to Jesus. They come to you. When Lazarus came back to life, Jesus was sitting on the side. And the multitudes were coming to Lazarus. But there is what happened. <laughs> ah! When you come to life in contact with Jesus, life sparks on the inside of you. So allow yourself to have contact with Christ. And then the miracle of resurrection will trigger in your life, in your family, will trigger your community. Contact. Contact with Christ. Just have that connection with the Father. A connection with Jesus. Glory to God. Just that connection is what we need. And then death will be no more. Graves will disappear. The powers of death will be no more. Contact with the Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, that is exactly what Paul wanted. When he wrote Philippians chapter 3, verse number 10, that I may know him, power of his resurrection, fellowship of his sufferings, knowledge of his death. That is exactly what he wanted to know. Him is a power to go out there do my text plus. Power of his resurrection. Ashes us into the supernatural power to operate. He on earth and also in heaven. Command things on earth and also in heaven. Fellowship of his sufferings taps us into the relationship. Intimacy with Christ where he speaks the word. The word that he speaks to us like a weapon of war. It comes like a fire, it comes like a sword, it comes like a hammer. Knowledge of his death connects us with the power of his resurrection. Whatever died on the inside of us begins to come back to life. When we were entering this year 2023, the Lord spoke to me that this year is a year of resurrection. I don't know how many things died in your life. Maybe your business died. Maybe, maybe your family, there's mysterious deaths. I've got no idea, but resurrection is hitting your family this year in the mighty name of Jesus, right the Saturday living God. Resurrection. I feel so bad. I really feel so bad when people are sick, when people are hurting, when people are really sad. I feel so bad. I am an advocator of Resurrection. I contend with the heavens as the Lord. Please release healing to people. Father, please release resurrection power to your people. You need to desire. I know you've desired a lot of things this year. And you have a list of things that you desire in this year. But you need to desire. To know Christ. Knowing 
as I wrap up this thing, knowing Christ, the original Hebrew text of knowing is related to an intimate relationship. Scripture says, and Adam knew Eve and she conceived and bore a son. And Abraham knew Sarah. She conceived and bore a son. Knowing is related to an intimate relationship. So knowing God is like falling into intimate relationship with him. A husband and a wife, when they are intimate, nobody forces each other or the other to give in. But you freely give in. Is that right? Is that so? When you are intimate with God, you don't force him to yield anything. You just give it it all. Because you are intimate with him. We just want to get to that dimension where we are intimate with the Father. My God, whereby He triggers miracles without you asking Him to do anything. When you are intimate with the Father, you need a car, you need to ask Him, He's going to bring the car to you. When you are intimate with the Father, you don't ask God for a phone, He brings it to you. When you are intimate with the God, you don't ask Him for a Let me tell you how I got the house in Watergate. I, I, I was living in funny houses in Mitchell's Plain. And I said, God, I'm tired. I prayed. And I fell, fell in love with God. I was putting money together. But money would not come together, you know? You understand? I actually took that money that I was, I was saving for the house and gave it away to a ministry. As soon as I did that, little did I know I was falling in love with God, with intimate love with God. When I went to work, I was a manager at one of the companies. And this man comes when he wanted a favor from me in my position as a manager. I brought company, uh, company protocol to help this man. And this man told me, I have a house in Waterloo. Pastor, don't you need a house? Then I said, yes, I've been praying for the house. You got the house? Then he said, I'm going to speak with my wife. And I got the pastor who needs the house. Then I told him, please let us arrange the meeting to me because I did that house. Amen. We sat here at KFC at Prominent to discuss the house. I had money on my account. I don't know how I got the money. I transferred money to the people's account. 
They told me there are people living in the house, but after two weeks, you gotta get the house. One week, they got, they gave me a call. Pastor, the house is yours. People out of the house. Intimate relationship with God makes things fall in place by themselves. You don't struggle when you are in relationship with intimate relationship with the Father. Fall in love with God. Desire to know Christ. Measure for yourself.
makes up his mind to come to you. So Lord, receive it with love. Receive it, Jesus. Jesus, receive it. It's the soul that doesn't want to die. Lord, I want to receive it, Lord. So Lord, I pray the anointing of the Holy Spirit that convicts righteousness and judgment will always walk with him, not to step away from God. But it will walk straight with Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you, God. Worship you, Master. Fill it with the Holy Ghost and power. Allow it, Lord, to explore. Let the rivers of living water begin to flow in His Spirit. Rivers. 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 Rivers of living water. Your soul has been restored. Now, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Actually, right now you feel that joy, extraordinary joy. Even the tears that you're crying, those are tears of joy because God has restored life back to you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you for this soul that devil is alive. Thank you for saving this soul. I wash you, Lord. In Jesus Christ, my name. Thank you for this soul, Master. I bless this soul, Jehovah. You're being restored to the Father. Let your desire activate everything that you always wanted in your life. This desire for Christ in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Thank you, God. Father, thank you for your saints. I bless them with the blessing of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the church. Thank you for the father and the mother in this house. The apostle Peter, John, and the wife. The entire leadership. The ministers. The believers. Lord, I bless them with the blessing of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Jehovah, this church will be on the cutting edge because their desire has changed from things that, that die away to desiring Christ. I bless your name, so I bless them. I decree and declare the knowledge of Christ will supersede everything in their lives. In the glory. 